0: Welcome to The Last 8% Morning, this is J.P. Palu-Fry, I am so pleased you are here. In today's session, are you struggling to get out of the house and exercise? Are you wondering, what's the point? Are you even thinking, why is movement and going for a 15 or 20 minute walk part of this last 8% morning routine? Today we're going to describe the larger reason or purpose why we might want to move our body and why movement is such an important part of this routine. Let's walk. What a glorious day to be out and moving. The Last 8% Morning is a morning routine that integrates three things. Movement in the form of a 15 or 20 minute walk. Although people also use their bike or a spinning, you know, indoor or outdoor cycling. There's many ways, rowing machines. Whatever works for you is great. And by the way, not all of us can move. Some of us can't move because of COVID-19 as easily. And some of us just aren't as able to move. So move as you are able. But we integrate three things. Movement, mindfulness, and mental training exercises that we use with Olympic athletes and individuals and organizations around the world so right now we're just walking we're moving we're bringing mindfulness to our steps so just feel your body nice and tall and feel your feet on the ground just feel each step as your foot contacts the ground We follow a particular structure, a B-I-G structure. There's a couple of B's, a couple of I's, and a couple of G's. Now, we don't do each of them every morning in each session, but we change it up a little bit. But we always start by the first B, which is making our bed. And in future episodes, I will describe what we learned working with Navy marines and u.s army navy and other folks about why that is so important so look for it that's the first B. the second B is belly and body well that's kind of two more bees isn't it but it's we're mindful of belly and body so that's what we're doing right now we're walking and we're feeling our belly rise and fall Some prefer to use the nostril of breath in and breath out. For a bunch of reasons that we'll talk about later in the season, I'm going to suggest you try the belly. And if it doesn't work for you, go back to the, the nose. Really, what whatever works best for you. But I would say start with the belly, rising and falling. So we're the two B's of belly and body. So right now we're just... Feeling our feet on the ground, that's body, and feeling our belly rise and fall. So that's the B part. There's two I's and two G's. The uh, two I's are number one, idea of the day, and the second is identity. Today we're going to do an idea of the day, which is why movement matters. And then we have goals and gratitude. And today we will do gratitude. So I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're moving as you are able. And now let's just tune into paying attention on purpose, non judgmentally, to our belly and to our body. just feeling our feet on the ground, just being present. And our mind will wander and go off to thinking about the past or the something to come up in the future, future event. And just when it does, do your best to let go of that thought or let it be and just come back to belly and body. we have found that some people struggle with sitting meditation. And so this is a form of meditation of mindfulness that is walking meditation or walking mindfulness. It confers the same benefits and it might be you know, another way in, an easier way in for some, not all, but for some so we're just walking paying attention so mindfulness is paying attention to what is present without reacting without judgment and you'll come to see why that is so important when we talk about what mindfulness is in future sessions that it's not necessarily in fact it's not to try to become calm or to relax that might be an outcome but what we're really trying to do is just pay attention without judgment without reaction. So just feel your body tall. Maybe feel your hands. And just being present. So why do we do the last 8% morning? Well, we want to start our day off right. We want to prepare ourselves for the day. Set the tone for the day. And we also are using this as a way to build the skills of emotional intelligence so that we can be more skillful in our more difficult moments. What we call last 8% moments. So... In our ideas of the day, we're going to give you a whole bunch of drip learning so that you can grow little by little, bit by bit, your knowledge of your emotions, your ability to manage them more effectively. Because we find ourselves in these more difficult moments, which is what a last 8% moment is. So what is a last 8% situation or moment? It's a situation or moment that is a little bit more difficult, sometimes a lot more difficult than the usual ones we face in the course of a day, a week, a month, and where it requires us to be as close to on top of our game as we can be. And we build emotional intelligence because it's emotions that get in the way. That's what causes us to avoid the situation or make a mess of it. So that's the why. And as we're continuing to walk, we're going to move to our Idea of the day why movement matters. So just continue moving, walking, feeling your body. But now we're going to move to this idea of the day. I sometimes think that there is a larger reason or purpose around exercise and movement that many people miss. And it has to do with our overall experience of life. It has to do with how we manage our brain, our emotions and our behavior. And I think it's really important to understand this. And there are two kind of principal reasons why we use movement in the last 8% morning routine. The first is neurochemical. And the second is to influence how our brain makes emotions so let's start with neurochemical first a question do you know what the largest tissue in our body is if you said water you'd be wrong because that's not a tissue but it does take up the most mass of our body okay maybe a trick question if you said skeletal muscle you would be correct Second question, do you know what the largest skeletal muscle in our body is? This, is? this is a little more tricky, but it's our quadriceps or our thigh muscles. Those are the biggest muscles in our body. Why, why am I saying this? Well, every time our muscles contract, they produce or they spit out myokines. And they secrete it into the bloodstream. What are myokines? Why should we care? Well, these are small proteins. Right? Myo is from the muscle. Kines tells us it's a protein. So it's a small protein. And because of their shape and size, they can cross the blood-brain barrier. And when they hit the brain, they have the effect of growing nerve cells, physically altering the brain Researchers now are calling these hope molecules because they offer three very specific mood-boosting consequences. Number one, they make us more able to deal with stress, more stress-resilient. That's number one. Number two, they help us enjoy the moment more, along with endocannabinoids, another chemical, which is like cannabis, quite frankly. They turn on the pleasure centers, and so we can enjoy our moments more. So we experience more pleasure. That's the second reason. So stress resilient. We experience more pleasure, number two. And number three, we feel more open and more trusting of others, which makes us more collaborative. So just imagine, by walking 15 or 20 minutes, because that's the minimum dosage required for our muscles to put myokines into our bloodstream, crossing the blood-brain barrier, and having these three effects you know in a sense our muscles are acting as an internal pharmacy which is amazing this is why we embed movement into our morning routine and i've had some people say oh but you know i just you know listen to it from my desk and and that's great that's a start but you're not getting the full effect so it's almost like we have this internal pharmacy of the thigh when you think of you know our biggest muscles IPT the internal pharmacy of the thigh I don't know if that'll stick but anyway Um, so that's the big neurochemical reason why we want to move the second big reason is that exercise affects how our brain makes emotions now in a later session in this podcast we're going to talk about how we make emotions But in a sense, here's what happens. Our brain takes a small amount of ambiguous information from our body, from the physical sensations that we have in our body. And this is very fast information. And so our brain gets that information. And it makes a prediction about these physical sensations. And it does this to try to survive and thrive, to to help our body survive and thrive. And the label it uses our emotions. That's how we this is how we make emotions. Our brain labels the physical sensations trying to decide is this good or bad for us and it uses the label of an emotion and this is how emotions are made. And again we'll talk more about this in later episodes but this is the the important information is this because this information uh, you know this physical sensation information or data are ambiguous and fast, our brain is prone to making prediction errors. Prediction errors. So when we are mo- when we are not moving, let's say, we're at home, we're static, we've been on a bunch of Zoom video calls. And maybe our physical sensations are a bit unpleasant or not calm in our body. And maybe our brain, because it's let's say we're done our calls and our brain is left to its own device when it when that happens, when we're idle our DMN gets turned on, that's our default mode network and this is a place in our posterior cingulate part of our brain, kind of the back of your brain that when we're idle, when the brain is left to its own device, it gets turned on and there's a dump bunch of different activities but number one in that part we ruminate about the past we literally sit there and we think and think and think about something that happened in the past or number two we worry about the future so we think about a future event that's coming or number three we engage in social comparison so when our brain is idle this is what happens our dmn is turned on And we're either ruminating, worried, or full of social comparison. Not all the time, but but this is a big part of what we do when we're at home in social isolation. So imagine, the brain is getting all of this data from our physical sensations, first of all, then maybe from the DMN. And at this point, our brain is prone to predict, you know, this is bad. And it labels it with a negative emotion. And this becomes our felt experience. So now we have the emotion of being anxious or being agitated or being unhappy. So this is what happens when we don't move, when we're idle. And I'm not saying we always have to be doing something or we always have to be moving. But when we're out of balance, our brain can can fall into this prediction error and we can start to make emotions of, being agitated, unhappy, or anxious. Now, we have a choice. If we get up and walk, and especially for 15 or 20 minutes, that's all. And by the way, we only have to walk at a moderate pace to have these effects. Our brain gets different data, and we get different predictions. So the signal that it gets, this data that it gets, is different from when we are static. When we were not moving. So instead, what do we get? We get movement, we get energy, we get progress. We get the three effects of myokines on the brain, right? It's more stress resilient, more open and able to enjoy pleasure, more trusting, collaborative. And now the prediction it makes is different than the label it uses or the emotion it makes when we're not moving. It's a more positive emotion so now instead of anxious or agitated or unhappy before movement now it uses the label of could be anything content maybe even joyful it makes a different emotion we literally alter how our brain makes emotions by movement that is incredible to me this is why i think you know this is why i move every day and sometimes I can move more, sometimes I can move less. But this is the reason, and this is why we embed the morning routine with movement. And again, some people just find it easier to, you know, do mindfulness moving than sitting. And, and listen, I also sit, and, and I'm a big proponent of sitting meditation. So you can do both, but this, this might be a way in. So that's why movement matters. We can affect the brain. We can affect the emotions that our brain makes. We can affect our behavior. So that's the I for today's B.I.G. And let's move now to gratitude. As we're walking, we're feeling tall, feeling our feet on the ground, feeling our belly rise and fall. Just bring to mind three things that you can feel grateful for. And it could be anything. It could be just that you're moving. Maybe that your lungs work. Maybe that you're present in this moment. It could be people. Gosh, it's not hard for me to think of my three kids and just feel such gratitude. In a future session, we will talk about something called an appreciation anchor, something that I use with athletes and individuals in organizations that can really help us manage our brain, an appreciation anchor. So come up with your big three. And as we are finishing, I want to suggest that if you are looking for more information, please join our Facebook group, Last 8% Project every Tuesday at 1230 Eastern Time Bill Benjamin my partner and I will be hosting a Facebook Live where we'll take your questions we'll talk about some of this content in more depth also there's a whole bunch of other I think you know fantastic resources in the group there please get engaged subscribe to this podcast share the podcast by the way review the podcast let's really create a movement of movement so people are moving especially during COVID-19 or coronavirus where many of us are feeling affected by social isolation so we're moving we're mindful and we're engaging these max mental training exercises that can just really help us make different emotions and have a different felt experience of life have a wonderful day